Hello, ladies. We would like to welcome you to our Goodness and Gracious podcast. It is our desire for this podcast to help women to grow and be strengthened by taking the Bible and laying out God's plan for our lives. Now, throw in some laundry. If you have kids at home, send them to their room. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite drink because it's time for just you and God. Oh, well, and I guess us. Now let's dive right in. Welcome back, ladies, to our Goodness and Gracious podcast. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Renee. So with the beginning of the year, we had talked about doing something um, a little bit different, um, but still talk about um, the new year um, and how we, you know, didn't know really how to bring those two together. Um, But I think that we've come up with something. Since we never really introduced ourselves to you, we thought it would be good if we would take the time to do that, tell a little bit of our stories. And then we think that you will be able to see how his mercy has been constant in our lives. We will also be talking about his mercies through the past year and what we think that could look like going into this new year. Renee, why don't you begin with a little bit about your background? Okay. My name is Renee Sorrell, and I am the pastor's wife of Sandhill Church in Sandusky, Ohio. Um, I grew up in a Christian heritage with my dad being a preacher. I was saved at the age of seven, and that's when we started attending Sandhill Church, and this is actually where I met my husband, Gary. He also grew up in the church as a deacon's son. Um, we've been married going on almost 33 years. Blows my mind. Wow. <laughs> February will actually be 33 years. We have two kids who are saved, and their spouses are also saved. We have four grandkids, and the two oldest of those are saved. We work in the church together, and that is such a blessing. Um, I am the backup piano player when my brother is not able to be at church because of work. I also sing on the worship team with my children and other family members. One thing some of you may not know is Christy and I are best friends, and her son is married to my daughter, which means we share grandbabies. (laughs) It's not always you hear of the in-laws getting along, but thankfully God places together so we can go through life serving Jesus together with our families. And that is a very much of a blessing. Yes, it is. Definitely. So that's kind of my background, background kind of growing up a little bit. So, so a little bit about me. My name is Chrissy Hines and I am married to Tom. Uh, Tom is a deacon at Sand Hill Church as well. Um, I was not raised in a Christian home. Uh, My husband was not raised in a Christian home either. And I was not saved until I was 28 years old. Tom and I met in high school, and we will be married for 30 years in October of this year. Bless your heart. (laughs) (laughs) I deserve a reward. A reward, an award, something. Somebody needs to (laughs) give me something. Okay. We have three children that are saved and are serving in the church in different areas. As Renee said, our oldest son is married to their daughter, and they have three children that we get to share grandparenting joys uh, with Gary and Renee with. Yep. Our daughter is married to a preacher, and our youngest son is still on the market, the Christian market, but he's still on the market. I think that's a plug for him. That, that's what I was trying yes, to do. Yes. Uh, all the single <laughs> Christian youngins, I don't know, yeah. he just turned 20. So if you are out there and you are looking, you need to come to Sand Hill Church. <laughs> so Renee, why don't you tell them a little bit about the mercies that you have seen from God in your past? 
Okay. Well, this is kind of going to be their short version. There is a longer version, but we won't take up all the time. Um, this isn't really an easy story for me to tell, but like you said, his mercies were new. And um, I thank him for working in my life through all of this. But to start off my story, um, I have not always been where I am today in my Christian walk. To be honest, I used to get mad all the time, hold grudges and not think bad about it. And I always had a bad temper. Um, I kind of still have a little bit of a temper, but God's helped me with that. <laughs> you're just you're just fiery. Yes, <laughs> I don't think it always. I don't think it'll always go away, but it's it's tamed. How's that? Does that sound better? <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> um, when Gary first took over as pastor, which will be 17 years this coming spring, which blows my mind, yes. <laughs> people were saying he wasn't qualified because of me, and of course I couldn't see that or believe what they were saying. Um, through the years, God's began working on my heart after seeing my son start acting like me. It was so ugly. And he began showing me the areas I needed to change in. And it started off by going back to a few of the people and apologizing to them for how I treated them. Um, one, not living in Ohio. I ended up writing this person a letter and sending it to them, um, not thinking I would get a response, to be honest with you. But I did get a response and they accepted my apologies. And we kind of, you know talk back and forth, kind of like in a letter. And um, so got that all settled. Um, this person never held hard feelings towards me. It was always on my part, you know. And the other person, I think one of his family members had passed away. And I'm like, Lord, not at the viewing. This is just kind of awkward. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I took the person aside and I stood there right there at the viewing. And I apologized for the way I treated this person. Um, and he hugged me and gladly accepted and everything like that. Those are two of the hardest things I probably have ever had to do in my life is just to go back. But I just felt so pressing that God was wanting me to do that. And um, so thankful that I did, you know, they, I don't think they really thought I needed to apologize, but I think they seen the sincereness or the, not the sincere, how do you say that? The sincerity in my heart, yeah. you know, and accepted the apology and and when I see them, and I don't see them very often, like I said, the one doesn't even live in Ohio. Um, it, you know, I give them a hug, and I don't think anything. I don't think of anything, you know, of the past or whatever. So God's really changed my mind and all that. So that is just a mercy that He's given me to be able to go and get that all cleaned up. Yep. <laughs> but um, God just kept chiseling away at the different areas of my life, which is not comfortable. But looking back, I'm grateful He loved me enough to start chiseling to mold me into something that He can use. And looking back over my life, I see how or why he was doing all the things he was doing and how I thank him for it. My life is so much happier and I love working for him and being able to tell my story of how God has worked in my life and changed me. Um, I, I say before I said this is a hard story and I don't like telling it, then I say I love telling my story. It, it I'm not being, <laughs> what do you call it? I guess in one way I'm happy to tell my story of what, Jesus has done in my life, but it's not an easy story to tell. If it's that because makes you sense. have to point out some bad things about yes. you. Yes. But um, I think that's when you finally turn a page and you're like, I want to be what God wants me to be. I'm going to have to show my ugly to mm -hmm. show his glory. Right. Right. And I think that's what I think that's what you're trying yeah. to say. I mean, the, the thing is, just like that, I never thought I was doing anything wrong until I see my son do it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh he's doing this. That's terrible. <laughs> and of course I yell at him for it. And then it's just like slap in the face. Like the Lord's like, uh, uh, you do the exact same thing. I'm like, 
ooh. <laughs> well, so. does it look that ugly on me? That's kind of what exactly. I'm like. Exactly. I'm looking at my kids. I'm like, oh, does it look that ugly on me? So that's a little bit about my the mercies that God had on me. So let's hear about yours, Chrissy. So mercies from my past. Um, like I mentioned before, I was not raised in a Christian home, and I was not saved until I was 28. I was raised by my grandparents, um, which were my mom's parents, and I had a great life with them, and I really wouldn't change anything about it. In 2002, my grandma was diagnosed with lung cancer, and that immediately prompted her to seek something. I didn't know at the time that it was Jesus, but it, it prompted her to seek him. What I didn't know was the truth had been presented to both of my grandparents when they were younger. They just didn't accept it. This is why my grandma knew where to go as soon as she found out that she was sick. Since she had been presented with the truth when she was young, she knew exactly where to go when she knew it was, it was probably going to be the end for her, or at least the beginning. This is the merciful God that I serve, how within his right to not allow a second chance for them, he, okay, strike that. This is the merciful God that I serve, how within his right to not allow a second chance for them, he was allowing a second chance for them. I don't think that's right. <laughs> Scratch that, Lucas. <laughs> this is the merciful God that I serve. He was within his right to not allow a second chance for them, but he was merciful to them to provide that second, maybe third, fourth, or fifth chance. My grandma ended up passing away five months after her diagnosis. But through that sickness, God saved both of my grandparents, me, my husband, and two of my children. As I look back, you know, they have always said, you know, would you, you know, do things different? Um, wouldn't you want her back? Um, she was my mom. And I think there are so many things that I've walked through in life. Um, the marriage of my kids, um, just different things that you should have your mom next to you, mm-hmm. um, where I have longed for that. Um, I wouldn't change it the the way God decided to do it. Um, I, th- I don't think that um, I wouldn't be where I'm at, t- at today if things weren't the way that they were. Had he let me keep her, I prayed, let me keep her. You know, if he had let me keep her, I wouldn't be here. I know that I wouldn't be here. Um, I would have taken her and I would have just continued on a, about my merry way, um, forgotten that whole Christian life, um, forgotten about Jesus and not been not grown into what he had, you know, wanted me to be. So I don't have any regrets about that. Um, I do miss having her around, but um, I think that we'll have plenty of time for right. eternity. To God spend knows together. what he's doing. Yes, he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, I did go through a dark period after I lost her. Um, I spent a year wandering away from God. But one day, in all of his mercy, just like he did with them, 
Um, I'm quite sure that it wasn't the second chance that he gave them. It was probably the third, fourth, or fifth. Um, But he gave me a second chance. Um, He called me back to him, and he didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So he walked me through it, and then from that time on, I have never looked back serving him. That's very good. So as you can see, we both had different backgrounds and how God was merciful to both of us, me being in a Christian home and her not being in a Christian home, but God's seen seen fit to still save us from the different circumstances. Yep. So, yep. And then brought us together. Exactly. Exactly. Laverne and Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Laverne and Charlie. So Renee, do you want to talk a little bit about um, the mercies that you have seen um, from God over the past year? Okay, we will get started. Um, I have told my story before of how God has worked in my life in the past because of my health issues that I've been having. Um, once again, he was chiseling away the bad areas and adding to my Bible reading and prayer life being so much better than it has ever been before. Um, like always, you think you are what you're supposed to be doing all the right things, but God shows you and rearrange your life to show you where you need to change and move up. Um, that's pretty much a kind of a very, very short version of everything. It's just, I've talked a lot about my health issues or whatever, and what God has done in my life. Um, my health issues are getting better. Um, so anyone that's been praying for me, I appreciate that. Um, God is just showing up in different ways in my life from listening and seeing our lives. And I think he's been molding us so that we can start different ministries in the church. Um, one of the ministries that we started was our doc meeting. We have those, um, every First Tuesday, second Tuesday night, yeah. uh, we meet with the ladies out back and we, we actually tried to, to tr- start up some of these things before. And I don't think God would have blessed it back then because just different things in our lives that we kind of had to get through. Yeah. We probably weren't in a right place to no, do those. Things. No, I agree with that. Um, it just amazes me to see how God is using these ministries to continue to shape us as we learn the Bible and study his word for these ministries. Um, even this podcast, you know, came about, um, I don't think he would have probably even wanted us to do that with the different things in our lives. Right. Um, we're still learning, like with reading and studying, getting ready for these podcasts, we're still learning how to live out these podcasts, <laughs> if it makes sense to everybody. Yes. Um, believe me, I have not yet arrived to where I want to be in him or for him, but I am still striving to get there with a the desire he's placed in my heart and sadly to say, hasn't always been there. You see, ladies, I am trying to be real with you. Um, I haven't always been what I should be for him, but he loved me anyway, and enough to rearrange my life, make me broken to where I could see the changes that needed to be made to be more like him. And that, to me, just shows mercies of how much he loves us. So, all right, on to your mercies from the past, Miss Chrissy. That's a very good, that's a song. Make me broken. Make me broken. Empty me. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Sly. (laughs) Over the past two years... I think that we can all agree that there has not been a short supply of obstacles. Amen. Yes. (laughs) So this past year, we have seen so much growth, our church, our ministries, ourselves. In late 2020, the dream that Renee and I had to really build up the relationships of the women in the church finally started to take shape. With the start of Doc, which is Daughters of Christ the King, He has provided a way for us ladies to get together, like Renee said, once a month to fellowship, study his word, eat, craft, and just really spend time together. We believe that if the women of the church will grow gracefully into what God would have them to be, the praying women, 
the caring women, the studying and ministry minded women. There is nothing that God will not let us accomplish for his glory, our good, and for the building and growing of his kingdom. This podcast is another avenue of providing his mercies. This was a bit out of mine, and I know Renee's as well, Yes, comfort zone. But along with the Doc Women's Ministry, this was what he has used to really show me exactly how far I am from where I need to be. I think that was his plan all along. Yeah, I do too. Not just for the other women. I think it was for me and you. Yeah. <laughs> and still is. Yes. You know, and I think that that's, for me, that's learning that, you know, as I'm going through. And the things that he, you know, we're studying for the doc meeting. And that's, you know, printed material. And we're growing through that. Mm-hmm. However, when we do podcasts, this is our material. This is what we're coming up with. Right. And I have to imagine that it's kind of like Gary. He's as he's preaching, as he's as he's, you know, taking the the words that God has given him. He's like preaching to us, but he's like, I need this too. Yeah. And that's kind of what I think we are doing as well. Right. The what God gives us, where he's using to mold and shape Mm -hmm. us. I love that. Yeah. So another one of our ministries um, that Renee and I are a big part of is uh, OCC. That's the Operation Christmas Child. For those of you who do not know what OCC or Operation Christmas Child is, that is a shoebox ministry that we have out of our church. We collect items throughout the year, um, certain items each month, and we put together shoeboxes that are shipped out over across seas or even sometimes into the United States and is brought through Samaritan's Purse. So the growth that I have seen in the ladies and even our whole church through OCC this year has been monumental. Yes. Um, These are some different things that God has really used to drive some things home for me. Okay. Um, So this just gets me thinking. The amount of shoeboxes that was suggested versus the amount we completed was really, you know, an eye opener for me, you know, we had suggested a 1000 shoeboxes, which I thought was crazy for our little church. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I don't I'm not quite sure how many members we have, but um, it's not a whole lot, you know, and to do a 1000 shoeboxes, only God could do that. Oh, Exactly, exactly. And he did. Mm -hmm. Um, And then some (laughs) and then some. Yeah, we had 1135 Mm -hmm. this year. Um, So that Um, along with the faithfulness of the church in providing the items for those boxes. Um, We didn't want for items. We we had enough items for the shoe boxes. And we have some even left over for this year. Yep. Yeah. And then also the trip to the processing center. So those were some pivotal points for me in that particular ministry Mm -hmm. where I could see his mercies in, in full view. Right. So, Renee, what are some future mercies that you think could possibly be coming our way? Well, to be real honest, I look for God to use us in a big way more than he has right now. Um, With the women of the church and our new women converts, we have the responsibility to guide them on the right road to grow closer to him. Um, In this, I feel very inadequate, definitely out of my box on some of the things that I feel he's showing me, but I know he will equip us with what he wants us to do. We will have to continue to be shaped and molded that is pleasing to him, which is not an easy process. No. Um, I desire to have a women's conference or a retreat. We've talked about that for, 
a few years. Yes, we have. Several times and it has never worked out. So we are just waiting for his timing because I don't want to do it in amongst ourselves and it just right. be a flop. I want it to be in his timing. So that way it, you know, helps everyone, yep. including ourselves. And I guess where some of my passion is, um, is to help other women with their struggles and show them biblically how God can change them like he did me. Um, I haven't always had that. I didn't want to help others because it's not comfortable. Right. I'm all about that comfortable stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but if that's what God wants, then who am I to care about being comfortable? So right. that's a few of the things that I feel like God's kind of been working in my heart on. Um, some of those I would have never thought I'd ever say. Um, but I feel like things that happened in our past and maybe how we were raised can be used to help other women Definitely. in the church. So, yep, there's always a reason. So what are you thinking, Miss Chrissy, for your future mercies from God? Let's hear it. Well, I cannot say that I know the mind of God, nor would I want to. But I feel that our hearts are not able to fathom what he has in store for us this year. I am a New Year's resolution type person. Every single year I set goals and every single year I fail. Um, whether it's the first week, the second week, three weeks in, inevitably all of my New Year's resolutions fail. So one day between Christmas and New Year's, I was thinking about what I would like to resolve to be or do this year. During my study that day, it became so clear to me that the only thing that I need to be re resolved in my life is that he is who he says he is. He knows what I need in all situations and he is all I need and he will not leave me nor forsake me. That's it. Those are the only things that I need to have resolved in my life at this point. It seems that every single time I try to set a resolution, I want to, um, I want to read more. I want to pray more. I want to, it doesn't have to be, you know, health wise, mm -hmm. it can be spiritual health wise, right. but it seems like anytime I try to set something for myself, I fail. It doesn't matter what it is. And I just feel like I was telling me, you just need to focus on me. You need to be resolved that I am who I say I am. And that's all you need to know mm -hmm. to start out. I'll show you the rest. I can't wait to see how he moves in each of the ministries yep. that we had talked about how that is going to affect not only the community, but the relationships within the church. Well, it just blows my mind over the last two years, you know, pandemic going on. Um, to me, the pandemic has been one of the best things our church has ever went through, to I be agree. honest with you. Um, the growth of the desires, the closeness and unity and knitness that we have now. Yeah. has I mean, we've had some of that but nothing near what we have now. And the new people coming in, loving being here and, and being a part of us. I mean, to me, what a blessing. To me, the pandemic has been so good for our church. I don't know about anybody yeah. else out there. And I understand, please do not think I am lightening this pandemic. Um, we know how serious it is and everything about it. We've had loved ones pass away from it. And we know it, and I've had it and it, it was very terrible on me. Yes. <clears throat> but it's it the pandemic that we went through, you know, with closing the church up for I don't know how many months or whatever. All of that just kind of really just brought us more closer together, I think. I agree. Yeah, I I am so looking forward to what God has in store for I I'm all about ministries. I know that we are to go into the world. Mm -hmm. I know that. Um and I do have a heart for that. I also have a huge heart for 
the relationships within the church. Right. And and also, you know, I think that you and I have grown over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, leaps and bounds. Our our friendship has grown. I am looking forward to what God has in store for that oh, this definitely. coming year mm-hmm. with with you and I as well. We're well, gonna get crazy. Oh, We're yeah, gonna get crazy, sure ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I well, think just like just like you said, I think you have to have different people in your church. You you're going to have to those people that have the ministry for outside the walls for yes. evangelism. Not that we can't be a part of that, but we might not lead in that. Does that make sense? Yep. And then you got to have those that's in the church working on ministry inside your church. So I think you have to have both kinds of people. Yeah. It's very important to me just like with Doc and the podcast that Women learn what they're supposed to be. Right. Uh, women are very important. They're very important to God. Mm-hmm. And we can do amazing things through him if we just be what he wants us to be. Right. Um, and some of that includes relationships with one another. Mm-hmm. So I am so looking forward to what he has in store for those relationships oh, yeah, this definitely. year. I, I guess I'm kind of right with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think I'm more focused on the inside of the church also. Yes. Um, like I said, you got to have all kinds of people, but I think I'm more focused on the inward of the church as far as the different ministries. It doesn't mean that I can't help in other areas of the church and stuff like that, you know, but I, I think God does give you... Um, as pastor was preaching this morning, January 9th of 2022, <laughs> um, there's callings, yep. you know, and everybody, everybody has a calling, you know, it doesn't have to be leading in ministry or what your calling could be doing nothing but sitting at home or sitting in your pew praying, yep. praying for the different ministries of Sandhill church or praying for just the sick of the church. To me, I feel like praying is a ministry and you can have that. Yep. So with the ministries that are outward focused. We reach out, we um, share the gospel, we help people who are in need outside of the church. Then what happens? Those people come into the church, and now what are we going to do with them? So now the people that have worked on the outward ministry, they're still working on their outward ministry, so we need people that are going to focus on the inward ministry as well. Exactly. Um, Because we are not without... um, the need for learning, all of us. Um, so then that means there has to be someone inside to be raising these people up to be what they're supposed to be. Right. Um, so we all have to work together. Yep. That's the key right there. <laughs> it's working together and not being jealous over each other's yep. ministries or what's going on. It's getting um, involved in all the different ministries. Exactly. So when we talk about mercies, I love that his mercies are new every morning. Mm -hmm. Each new day, each new week, each new month, and each new year. These all seem like a fresh opportunity to start fresh. I think that is by design. Right. Have you ever felt like you needed a restart? Yes. (laughs) I just had one of those the other day. Ask Gary, he watched it happen. All these things going wrong. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> um, like too many mistakes have been made and all that you need is a restart. I have felt that mm-hmm. for so long. I honestly feel like COVID 
was a restart. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely a restart for our church. Oh, I think yeah. I think it was a restart for me as mm-hmm. well. Um, but each new year is just this, a new start. Yep. But I encourage you to have nothing resolved, nothing preconceived, nothing banked on, except he is who he says he is. His promises are true. He is all you need for any situation. And he is already there. Leave the rest to him. Yep. And uh, some of my favorite scripture is Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, will I hope in him. Amen. I guess that kind of just wraps everything up. Um, Ends very, very well. Yeah. Um, Hopefully you out there listening have um, enjoyed listening to what God has done in our lives. Um, It is nothing that me and Chrissy have done. Um, It's all God. And we give him all the glory for working in our lives. And we thank him for that. And we pray that he does the same for you. Yep. We thank you for um, being faithful listeners Mm -hmm. to us. Um, We definitely hope this has um, shed some light on us and who we are, what our heart is. And we look forward to serving you through the Goodness and Gracious podcast throughout this next year. If you have enjoyed the Goodness and Gracious podcast, we just ask that you share this along to someone else. So maybe it will be a blessing to them. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're not sure where we're going next time that I know of, are we, Chrissy? (laughs) Nope, I don't. I don't know where God wants to lead us. I have a couple of ideas, but I think that um, he's going to be in it and I'm going to let him be in it. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to growing in whatever he has in store for us. And I hope that you are looking forward to that as well. Yep. So thanks ladies for joining us. And until next time, see ya. We thank you for joining us for our goodness and gracious podcast. We pray that this was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more information about our women's ministry we have to offer, or you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com women. We hope you will join us next time, and until then, we pray God blesses you with his goodness and gracious.